Welcome to Boy Boy Time Podcast. We're gonna get lady time, yeah. Oh, it's your boy, Boy Time Podcast. Coming in with the slam dunk of a theme song. Hi, ho, ho, it's me, Damien Chazelle, back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Babby and Paul. Hello, hello. For some reason, it it feels like we haven't done one of these in a while, but it's only been a week, so... Been a long week. A long week, I tell you what. Uh, what? We have another Slam Dunk episode. Last week, we had a lot to talk about with D23 and all of the Disney things that were Stupid announced. Stupid things. Stupid idiot things. Uh, and then it was announced... I don't remember what day of the week this happened. I think it was Tuesday, something like that. I think it was the 13th. Um, that Nintendo and Sony both had their big directs. Well, Sony's, Sony's is called a, a state of play, um, which for some reason, every time Sony does a, a state of play, um, people never go on the blog post, which explains what we're going to see. So, like, people were like, yo, we're going to get a new infamous game. We're going to get Sly Cooper 5. We're going to get, I don't know, Days Gone 2. And it's like, no, stupid idiot. Go on the blog post. <laughs> it don't sa- ruin their hopes and dreams. It's part of the thrill. Well, no. If you go on it, it says that it's all Japanese studios. Oh. So I'm like, yeah, we're not going to get anything from... Uh, any of the American studios, the Canadian studios, anything like that. Except we did get something except from... Except you did. So. Except <laughs> there was one thing from... Uh, San, uh, what, what are they called? The freaking God of War fellas. Not to spoil anything, but I think everybody knew it was going to happen. I think it's... Isn't it Santa Monica Studios? spoiled. I don't remember. Um, yes. Which is in, in California. So that is the one thing that... Um, was there that was not from Japan, but I think everything else was Japan only. Um, so that's pretty fun. Nintendo is also Japanese. There's a connection in there somewhere. Uh, so Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, we haven't really gotten a whole lot of other news, a lot of just miscellaneous things, but some exciting things, I think. Mm -hmm. So We'll talk about that. We haven't done any... Oh, we also watched the regular show movie and mm-hmm. American Psycho. Talk about mm-hmm. those. We have not started The Sopranos yet. Things just keep coming up. So we'll get to it. Um, and also, Atlanta, season four. We just watched the first two episodes right before we recorded this. So we'll talk about that. So, it's going to be a packed episode this week. But we can just get started with gaming, because always. Yes, please. Um, Big thing before we get into uh, Nintendo Direct Sony stuff, we have a few miscellaneous things. I think the big thing that happened, aside from those two events, is that 343 founder and head of studio Bonnie Ross is leaving the company. Uh, 343 Studios, of course, is the studio responsible for Halo after Bungie left. Um, So 
I don't know if this has anything to do with all the backlash that Infinity has been getting. I don't know, or if she's just leaving. But it sounds like that 343 is getting ready to do a big old company overhaul, whatever that means. So, yeah, I don't know. Sounds like uh, season three is going to be a whole year long, actually, instead of six months. Um, Which is actually the way to do it, I think. You got to have your seasons be really long so that you finish them in the first month and then you have Mm -hmm. nothing to do for five months. So I say that's a good thing. Um, And then the other kind of miscellaneous thing that came out in gaming is that Deathloop is coming to Xbox Game Pass on September 20th. Let's Uh, go. Famously, Deathloop was one of those weird... Um, Bethesda games that was signed to be a PlayStation exclusive, a PlayStation 5 exclusive at that, uh, coming out around the time of the launch of the PS5. Um, that exclusivity deal has ran out, and now it is on Game Pass. Well, not now, but tomorrow, as of when this podcast came out. Um, is there a reason to play it if you've already played it? I don't know, maybe. Uh, they, there's like a new addition thing. So there's a new weapon, a new ability, a new enemy, cross-play matchmaking, and an extended ending. So I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll play it again and then get the real ending because I accidentally did the bad ending uh, way too fast. Maybe that was play about it again, right. So. Well, yeah, now you can play it. Yeah, I can play it without having to spend money on it. That's right, which is a plus. So it is coming to PC and console. So um, we will be talking about things that are only going to console. Well, thing that is only going to console that it makes me kind of angry, but that's okay. Um, we'll start with a Nintendo Direct because the Nintendo Direct was first. It was at 9 a.m. Uh, Central Time. It was, I don't know what that translates to uh, Japan time. The Sony Direct was at 5 p.m. that day, so um, I had to wake up early, and then I went to all my classes, and then I uh, came back and then watched the Sony Direct, which the here's a little secret I've, I've um, come up with when watching any gaming event, but especially a Nintendo Direct, watch it like half an hour after it starts. Uh, because then when it's all the like bullshit anime games and farming sim games, which were especially prevalent on this Nintendo Direct, you can just skip them and it's fine. Eventually you will catch up because there is so much that is in a Nintendo Direct that is just filler uh, or stuff that does not really matter. Like they spent a really long time bringing up the fact that Resident Evil Village is coming to the Switch along with Resident Evil 7 and 1 and 2 and 3. I think all of those are going to be cloud versions, which means you're going to have to stream it because the Switch can't run the uh, Resident Evil Village. Um, so I'm like, skip, 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 skip. I eventually did get caught up, and I had to watch some trailers I did not care about. But let's talk about what I do care about. Uh, I guess the first thing, uh, they announced some Nintendo 64 games that are coming to the uh thing that if you pay a bunch of money to them then you can play on 64 games uh we got pilot wings 64 good game mario party 1 2 and 3 
Mario Party 1 will give you a blister on the center of your hand. Don't don't even try it. Well, also, the, the Mario Party superstars or whatever uses those mini games, and then they're like, don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do, do it. Because that's the best way. Because it's the best way to do it. Um, we got Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. I didn't know Let's two go. of them were on the N64, but there we go. And then we got Goldeneye. Hooray. Rare's best... No, that's not true. Rare's good game. The uh, Goldeneye game. Very good. Known for its multiplayer. Uh, It has online multiplayer on Nintendo. It's not coming to the Xbox. Because Xbox Game Pass is also getting Goldeneye. Um, For some reason, uh, they really wanted to stress that... um, there's going to be a steady frame rate. Now it's been a while since I've played GoldenEye on the N64, but I did not remember the frame rate being bad. I guess when you get hit, then it did stutter, which isn't good, especially when you're getting shot from all over the place and you can't see in front of you because there's fog. No, no, it is is not fit for competitive play. It is not quake. Um, but yeah, it's coming to Game Pass with 4K resolution, achievements, and a steady frame rate. No online play for Xbox. And this is only coming to the console Game Pass. So us PC gamers are not going to be able to play GoldenEye. Dang it. Which makes me kind of angry. Because I, I would like to play GoldenEye like completely kind of remastered like that. But don't have an Xbox, and I'm definitely not shilling out to Nintendo for bad N64 ports. So there you go. That's that's uh, N64 games. We got some stuff for the Wave 3 of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe thingy. Um, we got Mary Mountain from the app. I guess they just really love porting these app uh, maps to the, to the uh, whatever, the Switch, because it's easy. Um, but we're also getting Peach Gardens from DS. Um, I haven't played Mario Kart DS, so... I don't, don't remember Peach Gardens. I don't know. Um, I'll probably know that when I look it up. Yeah, you might. There was a little bit of it. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah, this map. Okay. Is that a good it's like one? A, it's like a hedge maze. It's a pretty cool one. Okay. You know what? That, that does sound familiar. I might have like played it on someone else's DS once or something. Um, but the other two that are coming in that wave have not been announced, but it is coming out this holiday. So, more details to come, I suppose. Uh, Switch Sports. Everybody loves Switch Sports. Golf is going to be added. Everyone loves golf. Uh, It's getting a bunch of courses, uh, including 21 courses from the Wii Sports games. So, if if you are very nostalgic for Wii Sports Golf or Wii Sports Resorts Golf, then you might be happy to hear that i'm Um, really happy i know i am too uh (laughs) you can tell in my voice i'm really excited about switch uh sports uh i think this was supposed to come out this fall but it got delayed to this holiday so there you go uh this is the time okay skipping ahead a little bit because there was a lot of uh stuff i did not care about miyamoto shows up I think this is kind of already, like, everybody knows what happens here. But Miyamoto shows up, and he's like, Yo, 
What's going on, everybody? It's me, Miyamoto. I'm the coolest guy in the whole wide world. You want to hear what's happening with the Mario movie? It's happening. That's all I have to say for now. Hey, did you know that we're, the Mario world is coming to Universal Studios in Hollywood? It is, and it's coming out spring. Okay, let's talk about Pikmin. Here's three minutes of me talking about a Pikmin app that I made with the guys who made Pokemon Go, where you can walk around and plant flowers. Okay, also Pikmin 4 is happening. Okay, bye-bye. My name is Shigeru Miyamoto. I'm wearing a Pikmin shirt now. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> that was Miyamoto's screen time at the uh, Nintendo Direct. He gave us no information on stuff that we really wanted to know about, and then he spent a really long time talking about an app. Um, but I guess he he really wants that Pokemon Go money again. Except I don't think P- Pikmin is nowhere near the franchise no. pull that Pokemon had. No, yeah. and it's not like an interactive game like Pokemon Go either. <laughs> no, you just, just kind of play game. Yeah. Honestly, I might get it just because I walk around a lot and it would be kind of fun to plant flowers, but I, I don't know. It was not deservant of Miyamoto talking about it because it you know it's shiggy shiggy miyamoto but pigment four coming out next year didn't get any gameplay there was a little short trailer looks cool i've i've never been like a huge fan of pikmin i played pikmin three it was pretty good i have not played pikmin one or two um which is the one that olimar is in or the ones that olimar is in from smash um I don't think he's in the third one. I never beat the third one, though, so it, it stressed me out. Uh, it made me feel sad for killing all the little guys. Um, so, But people are accepted, or not accepted. People are excited that Pikmin 4 is coming out. I don't remember when Pikmin 3 came out, but it's probably been like seven years. Uh, next up, Bayonetta 3 coming out October 28th. There you go. People are excited for Bayonetta. I am not. I, I've never really been a fan of like the beat 'em up things where like you have to get like the biggest combo like devil may cry or the original god of war games um but you know to each her own there you go coming out in a month uh kirby dreamland return to dreamland the wii game it's coming to switch on february 24th of next year remember return to dreamland yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. I actually like that game. It's it's very good. Um, th- this is like a remastered version. I don't know what content is going to be added, but they pulled a uh, Smash Brothers for the 3DS, and then they like turned on like a really thick black outline over everything, which was not in the Wii version, but I guess that's a way to stylize it, I guess. Um, the DDD looks really weird. <laughs> It's kind of funny. If you look at the box art, um, or you, you put them side by side of the Wii version and the Switch version, and DDD looks, I don't know, he looks like a weird penguin. I mean, he is a penguin, but like they shrunk his face a lot. So it, it looks kind of weird. He looks like one of those potato face memes from like 2015. Um, so there you go. Kirby news. Everybody loves Kirby. Uh, and then the big thing, uh, b- b- oh, we have one last thing to, to talk to you about. It's Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, the trailer looked pretty good. 
Um, uh, I don't really know that there is. There's not really a lot. To there talk wasn't about. really a lot to talk about. I mean, it's a lot of what we knew already. Where there's going to be like some time elements to it. Um, I think the first trailer we saw there was like some rewind thing. Um, if it's anything like Breath of the Wild one, then they're just going to like try to expand on the tools that um, will just allow you to like completely break the game and have like that ultimate sense of freedom. Where it's like, you don't really get anything by progressing through the game in the first one. Like, you have the bombs, the magnet, the freeze, and the slow down time thing. And that's all you really need. And you can beat the whole game with those. It's not really like a, a Metroidvania like the other Zelda games are. Um, but pretty cool. It's called Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I thought it would have been weird Tears if they... Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. Um, which is why I think that this Direct wasn't shown at in the UK. Because of the uh, mourning thing. I think it was the National Week of Mourning. Yeah, I was crying. Where you yeah. can't go to the hospital. You can't go to the hospital. Can't pay your taxes. The Queen's death is more important than your uh, emergency surgery that you need to have done. Yes, oh, you, need to, you need to see the coffin, and then you need yeah. to give the crown a bunch of cash... It's crucial. Do not talk ill about the king either. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to get arrested for no, that. No, no, you're going to get arrested. Even though he's a pedophile. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. The the Breath of the Wild 2 thing. I guess it's Tears of the Kingdom now. It's going to be weird not calling it Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, coming out May 12th of next year. Fine. I don't know. I would have liked a March 3rd as a little nod to uh, when the first one came out, would be exactly six years after the first one came out, but got to give a couple more months, I suppose. Got to catch that lucrative m- Memorial Day fund. Is it Labor Day? <laughs> I always get those two confused. Labor Day's in September. Okay, Memorial Day then. Yeah. Everybody goes out and buys video games on Memorial Day. I know I do. I know I do. It's my favorite Memorial Day. Memorial Day sit. (laughs) Yeah, so this Memorial Day, you'll be able to buy Tears of the Kingdom. Um, The key art, I don't really have a lot to say about the key art. Um, I will say that it reminds me a lot of, uh, especially like the logo thing, is very Twilight Princess. The key art itself looks like Skyward Sword. And as soon as I saw that key art, like... I'm like, oh, that's why they re-released Skyward Sword. I think that it's going to tie in to Skyward Sword in some way, which makes sense because Skyward Sword is the first Zelda game in the Zelda timeline, and Breath of the Wild is the last one. So, actually, they have no connection. The Twilight Princess one makes more sense because Twilight Princess is, like, towards the end of one of there's like three branches in the Zelda timeline. We do not have time to go through the Zelda timeline because it's really confusing and doesn't really make a lot of sense and brings a lot of questions into the 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 entire existence of video games. Um yeah, it, it's it's odd. I I recommend people look at it because it is um probably one of the more confusing official timelines and in, in, in storytelling 
Um, honestly, I think, I think Star Wars, trying to follow everything in Star Wars is a little bit easier than trying to follow the Zelda timeline. Because um, it it's weird. It is a weird one. Um, so, looking forward to that. But that was the big thing that they ended their direct with, obviously. Um, no Mario news. Uh, the Mario fans, uh, wow, they, they really descended on um, Twitter after the direct. They're like, what? We got Pikmin 4 news and not a new Mario game? I'm so upset. <laughs> it's like, well. Pikmin's so cool, Pikmin's though. cool, though. And I mean, Pikmin, it's been longer since Pikmin 3 came out like years before Odyssey came out. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it's due. Donkey Kong is also due. But the Donkey Kong fans are not angry. Um, I just, I really hope they make a new Donkey Kong Country Returns or whatever. I love those games. Um, I, I pretty much love all of the Nintendo series except for Xenoblade Chronicles, Splatoon, and uh, do I have any other bad ones? Metroid. I hate Metroid. <laughs> you hate Metroid. <laughs> That's not true. I don't think I've played a single Metroid game. I think I rented like Prime one on the Wii or something. Or there was like a Prime trilogy that released on the Wii. I think I rented that a couple times. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Let's move on to Sony. And then we'll talk about which one won. Uh, Sony started with Tekken 8 coming out sometime. I don't really care about fighting games. So, I don't know. I just threw this in there because I know people are excited. Um, PSVR news. We're getting uh, Demio or how, Demio, however you say that. Demio. 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 So it's the D and D game. D and D VR. Um, pretty pretty fun. And also the Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. That one was just surprising because Lucas. Arts and ILM kind of signed like a deal with Oculus and I guess Meta now that like all of the Star Wars games are going to be on the Quest only. It's like the Vader Immortal games are only on the Quest, I think. And I think this so, one. Yeah. And then this uh, this Tales from Galaxy's Edge is also only on the Quest, but now it's coming to PlayStation VR. So cool. I would recommend it. Uh, Tales from Galaxy's Edge is pretty cool. You get to play as IG-88 on one of the levels, and it's pretty sick, because, like, uh, he, I don't know, well, no one here has seen The Mandalorian, but in the first episode of The Mandalorian, like, there's this IG hunter droid, and his arms, like, spin around really fast, and he, like, shoots everybody so accurate, and it's like, it's like that. You get to do that. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, if you're, if you're going to get a PSVR, I would highly recommend that one. Uh, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, but it's also just pretty fun. You get to shoot blasters at stormtroopers. Who doesn't like that? Um, PlayStation Stars, a new loyalty program. It's free. Do you want a little NFT for your profile picture? Oh my god! Yeah, do. you do. Uh, listen, everybody has a loyalty program nowadays, except for everybody. But PlayStation is going to really spearhead this industry. So by 
doing something and probably buying something, then you will be able to get digital items or models from old games to put on your profile. Ever want a little, a little uh, storage drive from the PlayStation 2 on your profile? Now you can get it, baby. What about a Walkman? You got it. What about the Sega Dreamcast controller? Sorry, you're shit out of luck. I don't know why you'd want that on a Sony platform. Well, now you can get a DualShock 2 or a DualShock 3 or a DualShock 1 on your profile, which is pretty awesome. Uh, it's coming out in some Asian countries, not specified, in late September, and America and Europe a couple weeks after. So we'll finally be able to get PlayStation NFTs in October. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. Pretty cool looking game by Team Ninja. Uh, let me just see what Team Ninja did. I should know this. Oh, they're the Neo guys. Okay, that's a real game. Rise of the Ronin. It looks like... I saw people were comparing it to Neo. I see that. It really reminded me of Ghost of Tsushima, though. There's a lot of, like, traversal. Like, you have, like, a wingsuit, which is pretty sick. Um, I love that everybody's making ninja games now. Because uh, ninjas are awesome. Sweaty. Okay? Who doesn't want ninjas. Who doesn't want to kill a big Japanese demon with a katana? awesome as long as it isn't an anime game i like real games with ninjas assassin's creed is making a ninja game do you see that is that what mirages no coward what sorry are you stupid did you even look at it no assassin's creed mirage is the one that's set in like babylon or something i don't care oh okay it's like i thought it was yeah yeah. no there's another one after that Uh, the one after that's gonna be the ninja one Oh. Yeah. They're just getting ahead of schedule, I guess. Yeah. Well, Mirage, they were like, we're doing this thing where it's like a return to the basics, you know, because the first ones were set in like, uh, well, the second one was in Italy. I don't know where the first one was. Altair? Is he Roman? Paul, you're the Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. guy. You love Assassin's Creed, right? I've seen Origins, but... Actually, I do think I know this, though. Didn't the first one take place in, like, uh... It's not like... God, was it Syria somewhere? Probably. I don't know. Assassin's Creed. Pretty sure. Let me look up the Wikipedia page. What's the freaking capital of Syria? Uh... I think it was that. Abu Ghraib. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's that. Could be. <laughs> it's not. Um... <laughs> Uh, Antioch, is it? Isn't it? Wait, Syria? Oh, I'm. I know. I should know this. Oh man. Well, the capital is Aleppo, but I don't think it was Aleppo. That's that's the capital of Syria. I thought it was. Uh... Maybe. Oh boy, this is this is not good. Oh, it's Damascus. <laughs> Damascus. <laughs> I think it actually, yeah, I think it takes place in Damascus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the first one just takes place in the Holy Land, according to oh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. During the Third Crusade in 1191. To be fair, I think, I'm pretty sure Damascus is in that area that I, it takes place in. So Probably, yeah. And then the other yeah. one takes place in Italy. And then they're eh. like, we're going back. We're going back to basics. We've been going back to basics already, kind of. Although, 
this kind of like this is a little bit of a right turn they've been on with Origins and Odyssey and mm-hmm. Valhalla, where they've been a little bit more RPG based. So this one, it seems like they're bringing it back. Uh, they're bringing it back. Unity's parkour. Unity is that the French Revolution one? I think so. I think so. I got that one for free because uh, um, Notre Dame burned down, and then they gave it out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I still have it on my Ubisoft That's account. That's awesome. I just uninstalled it yesterday because I, <laughs> I, uh, I downloaded Odyssey and I gave it a little. I, I played like an hour of it today. It's fine. It feels cheap, but it's okay. I'll I'll keep playing it. Um, uh, where is it set? This is such a tangent. Oh, Baghdad. Baghdad. There you Baghdad. go. Baghdad. Everybody loves Baghdad. Yeah, they announced like four Assassin's Creed games. It's like a mobile one. And then there's a Jade... There's like a Jade Empire one that's set in China. But that one is like not a real one. I don't know. It was too confusing. I saw the graphic and I'm like, okay, cool. The Mirage one kind of looks interesting. And then the, the Japanese one looks awesome. Cause I love Japan. Um, yes. but rise of the Ronin, which is what we were supposed to be talking about, uh, looks pretty sick. Also, I, I described it as ghost of Tsushima clone with guns, but I think it's probably ghost of Tsushima and Neo which are kind of the same game. Well, no. Neo and, like, Sekiro are pretty similar. Ghost of Tsushima... There's too many ninja games. I know I just said that I love ninja games, but they're, they're, they're a little bit hard to keep straight. Um, but this one looks pretty cool. I like having guns, and I like being a ninja. Shooting them. And I like shooting them. <laughs> I, I, well, sometimes I like having guns and they not shoot shooting them. them. Yeah, sometimes you're just cool to look at. Yeah, that was like my favorite thing. And like um, those the old like Jedi Knight games, when you would have your lightsaber, I was like, I got to turn off my lightsaber. I just like looking at it and like just yeah. walking around with an un, un, uh, an off lightsaber because then I look intimidating. Mm. That was like my thing. So it's kind of the same thing, just having a gun and not shooting it or shooting blanks. Oh, I was going to make a joke. I chose not to. We got some stuff for the uh, God of War 2. First off, more importantly than the trailer we got, uh, God of War controller coming out uh, November 9th, which I think is the day that the game comes out. Um, no, not. I searched God of War 2 and I got the actual God of War 2. You cowards. I want the other one. Uh, yeah, November 9th is when Ragnarok comes out, so you can get a little controller. It has two little wolves on it. I don't know what it means because I haven't played the game yet. I thought that... Actually, no. I don't think I've recognized that symbol, so it's probably something from the game. The trailer we got. Uh, ooh, it looks good. I'm in. I was already in. I'm in. That's that. There's that scene where Kratos throws his axe and then Thor throws his hammer and then they meet and then it like does like an explosion and then Kratos gets the hammer from midair and like chops it into Thor. It's so awesome. I love, I love God of War, the new ones. I haven't played the old ones, but man, it looks good. 
It looks it looks really good, actually. And I love that Atreus is like a, a big man now. He's not a kid anymore. He's not a boy. He's a teenager. Boy. He's gonna be teen. Teen. Prob or tween. I'd like to hear Kratos say tween. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that they bring back the boat. Because the boat is the best part of the, the God of War remake where Babby, have you gotten to the boat yet? Um, I think I remember. I think I just got to the boat, if I remember correctly. It's been a while. The boat's the best part, because especially... I can't talk about spoilers, but uh, I'm not going to spoil it. spoiler alert. I need to finish it before the next one comes out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's, like, parts early in the game where you're just, like, in a boat. And then Atreus is like, hey, dad, can you tell me a story? And then Kratos is like such a bad, well, he's just a bad talker, really. He's, he is not very charismatic at all. And he just like butchers all these really old stories and like ruins the plot and like just says the message. And then Atreus <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, okay, thanks, dad. It's like the best. I love it. Um, so I hope they bring the boat back. Um. That's all I ask. I'm glad that the axe is back because, dang it, I can't spoil anything. Um, <laughs> well, no, because the axe stays, but, I mean, I don't know. I just love the axe combat because the axe is awesome. I love, there's, like, this executioner's thing where you hold down R2 and then, like, you slam it into a guy. And then there's a unique animation for every single enemy type. And it's awesome. I, I, I really, I'm not a very good uh, reviewer of games. It's just it's sick. Awesome. It's sick. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if pre-orders are up yet. I don't know what the pre-orders are. I'd imagine are. they would be, but. I mean, yeah, we're, we're less than two months out, which is crazy to say. But, yeah, I'll, I'll for sure be getting that. Day one, very excited. Um, now let's talk about who won. Was it Sony or Nintendo? It was probably Sony, honestly. Even though a lot of the Sony stuff was anime games, um, Rise of Ronin was pretty cool. Honestly, for me, it's between God of War and Legend of Zelda, and God of War is coming out sooner. So, Sony wins. Even though I'm a bigger Zelda fan. Uh... I'm excited for Breath of the Wild too, but I have like, what, seven, eight months? Ten months? Eight months? Someone tell me in the comments. How many months, months do I have? Um, I think that tends to be the consensus, is that most people, like Donkey said that Sony won. Um, because there was so much filler in the Nintendo thing. It was so crazy how much filler there was. I probably skipped like 40 minutes out of the hour showcase um, because there was, there was so much. Um, but yeah, that's it for gaming, except for the things that Babby has to say. Yes. Um, got two things. Got Call of Duty and oh, yeah. uh, Deltarune. Oh. We can go between the two. Of course. Um. 
Let's go with Call of Duty first. So they have this big thing for MW2. Um, beta is out right now on the PlayStation. <laughs> it's still a week early for PlayStation. Um, this still? exclusivity madness is going to be a little strange for the coming years. Um, but it opens up tomorrow, so I'm going to try it on the PS4. Okay. See if it runs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it should. Yeah. But it looks really good. Um it, it it looks like an improvement on uh, on Modern Warfare 19, which is obviously... I think it's in a different engine, but it looks like almost identical. But uh, guns are completely changed. The gunsmith system is, like, completely different. You start out with, like, base weapons, and then, like, when you level them up, they go into, like... You can turn your assault rifle into an SMG or an LMG and stuff like that. Oh. Like how it would be in real life. Um, but everything looks pretty good with it so far it looks like there's a lot of content in it i call of duty always looks good at this time of year <laughs> yeah um, before they go and ruin it like three minutes like three months into the actual cycle of it <laughs> yeah but i don't know I, i'm gonna give it a spin and see because i'll probably end up buying it anyways call of duty's like mindless fun yes um but yeah it, it looks pretty good I'm hoping it runs well on the computer because Modern Warfare 19 kind of like destroyed my computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that um, is a rough one. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But it looks really good. Uh, weapons look smooth. Movement looks smooth. They got rid of like sliding so people can't slide, cancel around <laughs> corners every single time now. <laughs> That's good. Um, I think there's dolphin diving now instead. Oh, perfect. Even but, better. Uh, yeah. Guns, gun customization looks awesome. It, it looks what you'd want this this is a big thing because mw2 was like the original mw2 is like you know one of the most famous shooters out there it was kind of like the xbox live game yeah um that really popped off and that game is like the the thing that made mw2 great was that everything was so op that nothing was op <laughs> you could pick up any gun and it would just be the most powerful gun in in the world um, yeah but i think Warzone's coming out like two weeks after the game launches so they're doing a completely new Warzone experience. It looks huge. There's proximity chat, which is exciting. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go, but uh, Call of Duty players with proximity uh, chat probably should not be trusted. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we'll see how it is. I, I feel Let's like that's going to be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. I love proximity um, And they have a new chat. DMZ mode um, that they're coming out with, too. I think it's essentially Escape from Tarkov. Oh, um, okay. Which would work with this with Infinity Wars build of Call of Duty, it's more realistic than the Black Ops series where the zombies running around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can play the campaign early too if you pre-order. But I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I'll see. Okay. Call of Duty. Call of Duty campaigns are always like a. Sometimes the missions are cool, but I don't care about the story. Yeah. Especially like in Modern Warfare 19, where they blamed a American war crime on Russians. That was kind of cool. <laughs> that was pretty sick. Um, yeah, they they did a Highway of Death mission and blamed it on Russians when Americans actually did it in real life. But oh, you know, it was still a fun campaign. Besides that, I'm just like I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> we got a lot of civilians. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it looks great. Um, yeah. So I'll check it out, see how it plays. But uh, Delta Rune. Good old Toby's been speaking about some stuff. He gave an update. Sure um, has. Chapter three's not coming this year. We knew that. What? Um, but I, I guess he's got a dev team with some people helping, and they're working on three through five at the same time. Um, 
okay. which is good because yeah. then we don't have to wait a year and a half between every single chapter. <laughs> so I think they're going to be coming out pretty soon after each other. Um, yeah, hopefully. But we don't have many details. He's just he's doing like a charity sweepstakes thing. Um, so he has a funny website up for it um, with like donation goals, and then it unlocks a quirky new prize after so many donation goals. Uh, Deltarune is maybe the most quirked up game on the market. So <laughs> everything is just so in character at all times. But we got some new music. We got some new frames. Um, you can kind of... I, I love stuff like this because you can kind of dig around this website and find all the Easter eggs and stuff. Um, so there's a lot of, like, secret things. There's some, like, gameplay sequences. The gang has got some some 1920s gangster outfits. They got some cowboy outfits. Yo. Um, so I'm very excited for whenever Chapter 3 is coming. I'll probably have to replay it again before then. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it hits different when Toby Fox does something. Yeah, that is true. It's got so much of a, like, every detail is worked out. So yeah, he's a good old boy. That's, that's pretty much all I got. Okay. Just two things. That's pretty, that's pretty fun. I'm excited. I have not played Deltarune. Probably should. It's free. It's very good. I, I think I have it downloaded. Just don't have. I just have not played it, so maybe I will. Um, well, let's talk about TV shows. Everybody loves TV shows. I do. I watch them all the time. I know you do. Are you a fan I of Dark? TV. I am a fan of Dark. Never. I already know this, so you're not gonna blow. My I know. Mind I wasn't. Bit, but... I was talking to Paul actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're talking to me. Yeah. Same. Fan of German television program Dark. Never heard of it, so I don't know. L. Oh. Well, they're making a new <laughs> show. Uh, it's called 1899, coming to Netflix Ooh. this winter. That's the year Red Dead 2 takes place. That is true. That is, uh, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you remembered that, but yeah. I don't know why, but... <laughs> uh, Dark, so very have good show. I have not either. Well, I, I have okay. finished the game. That's all I'll say. Um, Dark, very good show. Very bad ending, but good show up until that point. Um, I'm, I don't know what this is about. I don't think it's set in the same universe. I don't think so. I don't remember how the years work. How many years? Is it like 17 years? Um, that show is so complicated. I think it was like, yeah, it was 17 or 13 or something like that. Or was it 50? It wasn't 50. <laughs> I know that. How many years in the dark cycle? That'll work. Maybe it was 33. Yeah, it was 33. Okay. So this no, one's got that a ship, right. though. This one so. is a ship, and it's, I mean, is it set in 1899? <laughs> I would assume so. I would assume so, but also I have no idea. There's a there's a video talking about the real life inspiration behind it. So if I watch that, I'm sure there would be a confirmation on what this is going to be about. Yes, but I will not watch that during the podcast. No, so. I, it does. I, I think it does have the guy who played middle aged Lucas. Mm-hmm. That's that guy's name. Was it Lucas? Um, With a K. Mikhail. Mikhail. There's something like that. <laughs> it's too... I need to watch that show again because there's so much going on. Dark. 
Ah, oh, he has him credited as the stranger. Come on. The stranger. The stranger. My favorite Billy Joel record. Uh, it's Jonas. How could I forget Jonas? Oh yeah, Jonas. Jonas. He plays the adult Jonas, and I think he's the the main character. His his name is Andreas Pieschman. 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 P i e t s c h m a n n. Pieschman. 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 I'm not German. I don't know. But we'll probably watch that in the winter time when it comes out. If it's a weekly thingy, which it. Netflix sounds like they're going to try to do that, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do that. Um, Spectacular Spider-Man, everyone's favorite program. Season 1 is going to be on Disney Plus on October 19th. This is regarded by a lot of people to be the best Spider-Man show. Um, I would say it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I have a soft spot for the 90s one because I grew up with that one. But Spectacular Spider-Man is very good. It probably has the best theme song ever. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about ever. But there was this, this uh, phase um, in the 2000s where every single theme song had to have like a rock, uh, especially for cartoons. Like I'm thinking of Sonic Underground and the Scooby-Doo show uh, and like... And Spectacular Spider-Man, where it's like, hey, does anyone know the the guy who who uh, who who does bowling for soup? And then the executives look around, they're like, yeah, probably. Or we can get someone who's his non-union Mexican equivalent. And they're like, okay, cool, get that guy. That's a Simpsons reference. I'm not racist. Uh, there's so yeah, listen to the Spectacular Spider-Man theme song. It's pretty good. Uh, and watch the show. It's coming out on Disney Plus on October 19th. Speaking of innovative television programs, Amazon, they're hitting the iron while it's hot and steaming. Everybody loves the new Lord of the Rings show. So they decided that they're going to do another adaptation of a beloved franchise. And by franchise, I mean two movies. They're making a Blade Runner show. Blade Runner 2049? I've not seen that one. Uh, 2049. The one made by the guy who made Dune. Uh, Very good movie, by all accounts. Was not commercially successful. Um, So Amazon said, you know what? Not enough time has passed. We're going to make Blade Runner 2099. Gonna have Spider-Man in it. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so there you go. I hope Ryan Gosling is in it, and then they give him old age makeup, like Harrison Ford. Except they didn't have to do old age makeup on Harrison Ford. Okay. Uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> television program. Everyone loves Ted Lasso. I really liked season two. Ted Lasso. Very very good. Was it better than Barry? No, I haven't seen it. No, probably not. Uh, it was very good, way better than the first season. Um, which is an un- I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. I know some people really do not like the second season because they want just a comedy, a sports comedy. But the second season got into like mental health stuff, and I'm like, this is the stuff I like. Same with Atlanta. 
but we'll get to that. Uh, it was supposed to come out this summer, like uh, like a couple months ago, um, but Jason Sudeikis did uh, a lot of filming delays, and they have not wrapped the series yet. Um, it looks like they're setting to wrap the series by the end of the year, and then will air this winter or early spring. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe if they wrap right now. But if, it, if they're not even done shooting yet, this ish is not going to come out until summer, fall of 2023. Unless they overwork their editors, which Apple TV Plus would never do. Apple is yeah, a very never. reputable company. They have the best business practices. They would never overwork their employees. So I'll talk about Ted Lasso season three when it comes out. Uh, Don't hug me. I'm scared. It got a new air date. Now it's coming out Friday the 23rd on all four and then on channel four from the 30th. I'm not British. I don't know what that means. I'm going to watch it eventually somehow. I don't know. All of our British viewers like, ah, yes, all four is very different from channel four. It's like FXX in Fox. Very different channels. So, I don't know. I don't have a license, so I might not be able to uh, watch it on all four. You need a license for that channel. I need a license for all four so I can watch some some Muppets get gutted. And then we have two shows to talk about. Well, I have two shows to talk about. You have one show to talk about. Uh, Atlanta season four. What do we think, huh? Um, he's very good at making season openers. Yes. I would say he's. this is a return to form. Because season three is very different from seasons one and two. And it's the best season. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I don't know. Season two has a lot of good episodes. It does. Um, but yeah, it's very, very good. Season four is feels more like season two. I mean, Donald Glover is in the first two episodes. Crazy. I know, it's his show. Um, but I thought they were very good. Um, second episode especially. Anytime... There's a therapy scene in a show or movie. I'm in. That's why I'm going to love The Sopranos so much. Because that's the whole show. It's just a mob boss going to therapy. Which is exactly the plot in GTA V. And analyze this. Mm. But, you know, Sopranos did it first. Um, So, yeah. And then in the second episode of the premiere, Donald Glover goes to therapy and... There's a freaking uh, It's Not Your Fault scene. It's awesome. It's Not Your Fault is a reference to the hit film Goodwill Hunting in which Robin Williams and Matt Damon have a, a therapy th- thing where it talks about abuse and then Robin Williams says it's not your fault over and over again and then Matt Damon cries. That's what I call any therapy scene where someone cries. I call it It's, it's Not Your Fault. It's a little mm. thing I came up with. Also, fun fact, I don't, I, this, is, this may or may not cross into fun movie fact that everybody knows, but I'm going to say it anyways. 
when Steven Spielberg was making the hit film Saving Private Ryan, he hired a then-unknown actor, Matt Damon, to play Private Ryan because he wanted someone who was unknown and someone who had an American-looking, like an all-American boy look. Uh, one year before Saving Private Ryan came out, Goodwill Hunting came out, and Matt Damon was made an instant celebrity because he won, like, best writing, and everyone went and saw that movie because it's Robin Williams' best performance. And then Steven Spielberg was like, dang it. I wish I would have cast Ben Affleck. Get on, Ben Affleck. Okay. Uh, is, that, is that all we have to say about the season four premiere? I think so. It's, it's fantastic. We'll talk about it more. Yeah. This one seems to be dipping into surrealism more. Yes. Well, no, season three definitely dipped into surrealism. No, it definitely did. But this he, one... He, he meshes <laughs> reality with surrealism. Really which cool I love. Ways. Which, this is, this is a little nitpick to the online community where I've seen people say that Atlanta is like, like excels in black surrealism. It's like that kind of undermines it in my eyes a little bit where it's like there's surrealism and then there's black surrealism and they're different. I mean, it's the black experience through surrealist storytelling. Um, But I mean, in general, it's still just surrealism. Because yeah. it meshes like surrealist through like realistic, like he he meshes current events with surrealism. So yes. like if you didn't have the context of it, you'd think it's fake, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean, like the first, um, like the first shot in the premiere is like when I saw that Channel Five video where he goes to Minneapolis and then he goes in the Target that was getting looted mm-hmm. in Minneapolis after the George George Floyd stuff. It looked like that. Even though it wasn't, it's not set in Minneapolis. They're in Atlanta. They're back in Atlanta, I guess. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Um, so, but speaking of Hiro Murai, because he's directed both episodes of Atlanta, the, the oh. premiere, he was involved in another television program that I watched this week. Called the bear, everyone's talking about the bear. The uh, bear. It's even better than Chef. If Grant was listening, he'd be very pissed. <laughs> he loves Chef. <laughs> I have not seen Chef, but I mean, uh, it, it looks good. I like John Favreau. The bear, um, a great, great, great television program. I was so sad when it ended. Honestly. The season should have been 30 episodes, but unfortunately it was only eight and they were half an hour each. So I was able to like breeze through it in two days. It was so good. Um, For those who don't know, The Bear, television program about a world-renowned chef. He worked in the best restaurant in the world. Uh, He leaves that restaurant. He moves back to Chicago. He's from Chicago. Goes to Chicago works in his brother's, I guess, just like sandwich shop. Um, it's just called The Beef. It's, it's yeah, it's like a very like family-owned sandwich shop. His brother kills himself and gives the restaurant to the brother in like his will. Uh, and it's the conflict that arises. Shenanigans ensue, if you will. Um, there are 
all sorts of different people who work in the kitchen. There is a new up and coming chef who like just graduated from culinary school who looks just like Kendrick Lamar, but it's a, it's a like girl feel. It's, it's a girl Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know why. Well, every time I saw her, like her facial structure looks exactly like Kendrick and it was kind of surreal to me, almost as surreal as Atlanta season four. Um, but yes, very, very good show. Um, I highly recommend everyone watch it. It's on Hulu. There's eight episodes. Season two is confirmed. I'm pumped. It has great music. It has a lot of Wilco in it. I don't know if that's a sell. I know a lot of people like Wilco. Has that Chicago thing that people are talking about, the Sufjan Stevens song. Not the original version, but a different version. Very good version. I actually don't even know. Is that like something that he recorded? Because it doesn't really sound Um, like him. It's a demo. It's a demo? I I don't remember if he re-recorded it or if it was like when Illinois was being made. Okay. I know there is a demo version of Illinois. Yeah. Um, I think I've listened to some of it. I remember it. It was pretty good. Um, I, frankly, I don't know why any radio station would play the demo version when the, um, well, I mean the the actual album version is is, I mean I think it's better. If I'm being well, honest. Yeah. That's why it's not demo. Yeah. Well, of course. Um, but that's the thing is that it's like that's how the episode starts is that, it's like a DJ and he's like. We're going to dip it into Sufjan Stevens. Then it plays the demo version. And then it's like cutting through all these like images of Chicago. Um, But not like the big ones. Not like you're not going to see the Sears Tower or the Bean or the lake. It was more like the people and like the, the little small town. Well, not small town, but like, you know, if you live in Chicago, the things that you would know. And Wrigley Field. <laughs> so nobody, likes that nobody really knows Wrigley Field. It's funny because like literally everybody in the show is a White Sox fan. Um, <laughs> except one guy in the kitchen. He used to play for the Cubs. So shenanigans ensue. <laughs> Highly recommend the, the show. You should watch it. I would watch it with you, baby, if you wanted to. I would gladly watch it again. It made me very sad, but also very happy. And I like, do not watch the show Hungry. Oh, yeah. It's, it has, this show like really doesn't, I mean, it, man, every time I say this, I think of this stupid film bro uh, TikTok I saw, but like it's shot great. Um, the cinematography in it is, is, um, some of the best I've seen in a television program, um, especially the food, man. There's so many like close-ups of people preparing like the best looking food you've ever seen in your whole life. And it's like, oh, I have to stop watching this or I have to get a granola bar. Those, that's the only food I have in my room is a granola bar. So like nice. watching this like exquisite like beef brisket getting cut searing over a, a hot grill and I'm eating a chocolate chip granola bar. Eh, yeah, I don't know. 
yeah, very, very, very good show. Um, so watch it. Uh, now let's talk about movie news. Don't have a lot of movie news, uh, but we do have two things to talk about. Um, we got two, I guess we kind of got indirectly two Taika Waititi, uh, movie news things. Taika Waititi's next movie is going to be called Next Goal Wins, starring Michael Fassbender and Elizabeth Moss, which almost makes me think it's not going to be a comedy because, um, well, maybe, maybe this is just because I watched, uh, 12 Years a Slave earlier this week. I cannot see Michael Fassbender in a comedy, um, cause he plays the, the money ma- guy. <laughs> he plays the master in, <laughs> in 12 Years a Slave and he's the worst guy on the whole planet, um, in that movie. So, was it, uh, but he's also like Magneto in the X-Men, which I guess is also a bad guy. I always get him confused. He looks just like Ewan McGregor, but he's not. I think he's British. Ewan McGregor's Irish. So, um, yeah, and Elizabeth Moss, she was the one in The Invisible Man. Um, but she's very, she she has, like, um, she just looks very sad all the time, if I'm being honest. Oh, she's in The Handmaid's Tale. That's probably what more people know her from. And she was in Mad Men. So, yeah, uh, that's coming out April 21st of 2023. So we'll get Taika Waititi's new movie before we get Zelda, unfortunate. And also, I don't know how he did that because his Marvel movie just came out like a month ago. Um, wasn't very good, but it did come out. We don't know anything about it. I just hope that Taika Waititi also plays Hitler in this movie. That's, that's o- uh, Yeah, that's the only type of Taika Waititi movie I like is the one where he plays Hitler and the one where he plays a vampire and the one that he's not in it. Oh, good question. I don't know. Vampires aren't necessarily anti-Semitic. No, not necessarily. I suppose that's true. The ones in um, What We Do in the Shadows might not be. Okay. Might not. I think Hitler is probably worse than vampires, so. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a debate to be had there. Who's the worst yeah. monster, Hitler or a vampire? Definitely Hitler. <laughs> but if a vampire lives for like 500 years, that's a lot of people being Yeah, but it's not eaten. 6 million, you know what I mean? Like, that's I guess. a lot of people. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I'm defending Hitler over a vampire. <laughs> in, a, like, an abstract. <laughs> in an abstract. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't even know what this movie's about. But also, we got some news. I guess it's Taika related. We know that Taika's Star Wars movie is going to be the next Star Wars movie. I think we've known that for about a year now. Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie was going to be coming out. Um, that officially just got wiped from the release schedule. So that movie might not be coming out, period. Um, I'm fine with that. I love Rogue Squadron. Patty Jenkins, oh man, I'm just, I don't think you can recover from Wonder Woman 1984. I don't think it's possible. It, it might be. I guess I didn't have any faith in Ryan Johnson after The Last Jedi and then Knives Out is probably one of my favorite movies of that year so 
I don't know, maybe. Um, but we got some news that the next Star Wars film is going to be coming out on December 19th, 2025. Uh, ah, so three years from now. Uh, which makes sense because I'm pretty sure Taika has been talking about it and he's like, yeah, I haven't even written it yet. I don't know what it's going to be about. Uh, I don't know. I think he just said that he doesn't want it to be, um, he wants it to move away from the Skywalker saga, which is good. I think he's pretty adamant that he's like, I don't want my movie to be like, oh, remember Han Solo? Han Solo's in this movie. Oh, there's Luke. It's so awesome. He wants like some something completely disconnected, which I think is the way to do it. Because all of the TV shows are not that. Even though I like the TV shows, they do not they do not take risks. Like Taika takes risks. Sometimes they don't pan out. But but when they do, it it, it hits. Also, we got the trailer for Babylon. I did not watch it. I'm a coward. I'm really sad about that. I got it confused for Amsterdam, which is... Oh, what's his name? Um, I don't know. He's the guy who made Silver Linings Playbook and... Oh, man, he's made a lot of movies. I don't know. But it's the one that has Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and John David Washington in it. Three actors I love. They're very good. Um, but I got that confused with Babylon, which has Brad Pitt and um, Tobey Maguire and Margot Robbie also. She's just, she's just everywhere. Margot Robbie's in like every single movie now. Um, not that I'm complaining. But that movie comes out on Christmas. Babylon comes out Christmas of this year. Um, even though I haven't seen the trailer, everybody needs to see this movie. Damien Chazelle's on a hot streak. Whiplash, one of the most intense, traumatizing movies I've ever seen. La La Land, one of the most intense, traumatizing movies I've ever seen. But that one had jazz. And it was shot like a 50s musical. And that one's awesome. Both of them are awesome. I love J.K. Simmons is in La La Land just a little bit, and he plays an uptight guy who runs a, a restaurant, basically reprising his role as Whiplash, just way less abusive. Everybody should see Whiplash and La La Land. Watch <laughs> them back to back. Do, do a double feature. Double feature, Damien Chazelle, double feature. Whiplash into La La Land. You will, you will definitely have some... Different emotions about both of those movies. That was a joke. That was a bait and switch. That yes, sir. That yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the two films that we saw this week. We need to talk about. Well, we don't really need to talk about it, but we're obliged to. We have a program <laughs> where we talk about it. Uh, regular show, the movie. We talked about the show last week. We saw the film. What do you think of regular show, the movie? It was pretty good. I think it was uh, definitely better than the last season. I Even though agree. it was a space element. But, like, it was more True. grounded, literally, and storyline-wise. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's a good TV movie. But yeah. Those are always, you have to, like, judge them a little bit differently because it was never, like, a theater production. It was just kind of like a longer no. episode special thing. Yeah. 
I guess, could you compare it to the Distant Worlds Adventure Time stuff? You could. I think Distance World uh, mops the floor with that. Well, yes. That but is true. Adventure Time's world building is so next level that nothing can really touch it. <laughs> yeah, and regular show's not that. But I'm, no. that's like the only other... It, it doesn't need to be. No. But. but that's like the only other thing I can think of to relate this to. Because, well, there's a gumball movie. Maybe. I think I, think I, I brought up that that one... That is not coming out on HBO Max. We'll see if it gets picked up by other things. Yeah. I saw that um, that Batman show, The Cape Crusader, is uh, it's, it's getting picked up, and Netflix, Apple TV+, and um, Hulu are, are chomping at the bit. So we'll see who wins that bidding war. But regular show to movie, eh, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it kind of felt like like season five or six of regular show, which is when it came out, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, which is good. Cause I really liked those seasons. Um, I think it's kind of like the classic thing to do when like, there's a TV movie of a show that's already established where it's like, well, these are the two main characters. So in a TV movie, we're going to have them do a falling out and it's, and then they get resolved at the end cause they have to keep making TV shows together. Um, but this one, I it felt a little bit like that is something that Rigby would do, and Mordecai would be pissed off. So like, it felt like, even though it's a it's a little bit of a um, cliche, it felt it felt fine. I don't know. I liked it. Definitely better than the last season. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I watched it. We kind of finished the series in a weird timeline way but I mean, we did i that's fine <laughs> we were watching the last season and i looked up when the movie came out and it was like yeah. 2016 like six and seven or something yeah it was in between i think the the third to last and second to last i think that's when it came out so very good um don't have a whole lot to talk about there um american psycho a film we watched this week what did you think of American Psycho? It was pretty good. I mean, I feel like I've seen all the important scenes from memes. That is true. But I think getting the whole picture was good. Um, I feel like I don't have a whole, lot, a whole lot to say about it. I feel like it's a pretty straightforward movie, but like one that's done really well. Yeah. Yeah, I... Man, as, as I was rewatching it, I think I might be the only person in the whole wide world to consider American Psycho to be a perfect movie. Um, there's just so much to it that I that I love. Um, it's just like, and I think some of it is that I love anything with an unreliable narrator. Like I think that's why True. True. I love. I mean, I I have a love hate relationship with Mr. Robot because there are. So many things that it does right, but then there are some things I'm like, oh, that could have been done better. Um, even though it's a great, it's a great show, but uh, man, American Psycho reminded me so much of Mr. Robot, or I guess switch those two. Mr. Robot uh, reminded me very much of American Psycho, and I think I talked about that every single season um, when we were discussing it on this podcast way back in the day. Don't listen to it. Uh, but yeah, now that you have seen American Psycho, do you see the parallels? Yes. That character is just basically the same exact 
person than Mr. Robot. So yes. I feel like they ripped it almost directly from that. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, they both worked. So it's, it's, that guy is the same. There is a guy who is pretty much Patrick Bateman. Yeah. I'm surprised that trope isn't used more. I feel like it's such an easy, like, Wall Street guy, like, serial killer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the interesting thing about American Psycho, and I've been thinking about it probably every single day since we've seen it. Um, it what I absolutely love about it, and there's little things that, like, as I'm thinking about it, I'm remembering, and then it, like, clicks, and then something else makes complete sense where... Like, we don't know if Patrick Bateman is even, like, a real person. Like, mm. there are the people around him that are like, hey, Patrick, oh, look at your, your business card. It looks pretty good, but it's not as good as mine. But, like, outside of that circle where he is, everyone always mistakes him as someone else. Uh, Morbius. Why can't I think of his name? Jared Leto. Morbius. <laughs> Jared Leto, uh, uh, he mistakes him for someone else. Um, his lawyer at the end, even when he sees him, he's like, "Oh, that Bateman guy. You you said that Bateman killed all those people. Oh, I knew that was a joke because Bateman is such a dork, a dweeb." And it's like, okay, who is who is Patrick Bateman? Because this guy who we perceive to be Patrick Bateman might not even be the real Patrick Bateman. And it's obvious that this dude is just having like an absolute mental crisis and we're seeing his mental state deteriorate throughout the entire movie to the point where we don't even know, like act two on if the events are even happening. I mean, at the end, it's it's revealed that at least one of them didn't happen. Um, I feel like maybe maybe a lot of it probably didn't happen. It might just be all in his head. But there's always that inkling where it's like, he probably did kill that homeless dude and the dog. Did he shoot three bullets at a cop car and make it explode? No. Did he go up to an ATM and then the ATM said, feed me a stray cat? Probably yes. not. That would be a weird glitch in the <laughs> New, ATM New system. York's, New York's built different. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so interesting. It's kind of... Uh, and... You know, this is a little bit of a different thing, but it kind of reminds me of like The Sixth Sense where you watch The Sixth Sense the first time and then boom, bombshell ending. And then you rewatch The Sixth Sense and it's like, oh, there's so much stuff in here that I did not notice before. Um, this this movie is kind of the same, except it just makes me think about it. And I've been thinking about it for a very, very long time, even as I was watching 12 Years a Slave and The Batman I was thinking of American Psycho. Some people hate that movie. I don't know how you hate that movie. Um, I, I just I love it. a good movie. I love yeah. it so much. Um, I think next time, maybe after we finish The Sopranos, I think we're going to watch Seven, because I think you would absolutely love Seven. Um, do you know anything about Seven? Uh, I've heard of it. I have not seen it. What's in the box? Oh, it's that movie? It's that movie. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I still don't really know the, okay. the majority of it. <laughs> I just know that. That, that is like, the thing. Where's like Brad yeah. Pitt? What's in the box? What's in the What's box? What's in the box? Yeah, it's Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Uh, 
Actually, I was I rewatched the Batman yesterday. The Batman is so similar to Seven. Um, I think I think Seven is just a more refined the Batman because the Batman has all the mob stuff going on. There's nothing in that in Seven. If if it was just the Riddler part, that's Seven. Um, so we'll watch that eventually because um, I think you'd really like it. Because I know how much you love mysteries. I do like a good mystery. So this one is very similar to that. Um, if you liked the Batman, you're going to love Seven. So we'll get to it. And I know that you're a big David Fincher fan too. So we'll get there when we get there. Um, and then we also have a, a little easy bit of who asked for this news. Everyone's favorite segment on the program. Um, do you guys know Neil Blomkamp? I feel like I do. You do. I don't know. You do. Think about it. It's your favorite movie. Both names. You you know this. It's your favorite film. What's your favorite favorite film? film? What is my favorite film? Chappie. (laughs) I I, I was not going to say Chappie. (laughs) I thought for sure you were going to say Chappie. Yo. Yeah, Neil Blomkamp, (laughs) the director of District 9. That's your favorite movie. It's everyone's favorite movie. Everyone's favorite movie is District 9. Elysium. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really remembers Elysium. And then everyone hated Chappie. And everyone really hated uh, Demonic. I think that's his fourth movie. That was really bad. Um, he just keeps getting worse. He's kind of like an M. Night Shyamalan kind of guy. Where he makes one really good movie. And then after that it's like, eh, eh. Um, he's making a new film with David Harbour. Uh, that's the guy oh, yeah. from Stranger Things. And Black Widow. I do know what this is. And there is a Gran Turismo film made by PlayStation Studios and Neil Blomkamp. You know, the guy that does heavy-handed social commentary in every single one of his films and also is mostly a sci-fi guy. Yeah, he's making a Gran Turismo movie with David Harbour. Who asks for this? This this really epitomizes it the segment. Bang. It could bang. <laughs> it could bang. I I hear well. Okay, <laughs> if someone wants to make a racing movie, first of all, that's already been done nine times. Well, ten times, uh, actually. If you think about it, are you thinking? Do you know what I'm referencing? Need for Speed. Mm-mm. Close. I love Aaron Paul. I love Aaron Paul, Ford too. Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, That's a good movie. Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage. How do you know that movie? Because it's a banger, okay? <laughs> do you just know every racing movie? Yes. Speed Racer. <laughs> oh, Speed racing Racer. Stripes. That's not American enough for me, brother. Racing Stripes? No, I mean Racing oh, Stripes. Oh, Speed Racer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Speed I'm a car. I'm a car boy and a horse girl, so of course I know racing stripes. You stupid, Very ignorant. Yeah. You don't know that racing stripes is a zebra. It's not a horse. No, I do know that. It's it's a horse movie. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in the genre. <laughs> zebra movies are their own thing. Okay. There's only one, and it's racing stripes. That's the only zebra movie, other than. No, that's really it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this is not going to be good. 
Um, I don't know if PlayStation has a good track record with movies. They made Uncharted. I think I, that's really all I need to say. Yeah. Um, you can tell by the casting that that movie wasn't going to do much. So. Now, but they also are going to make The Last of Us. We don't know if that's going to be good. I mean, it looks good. The casting is good. Uh-huh. Um, so who knows? But this is a weird one. A weird... This is... Yeah, you don't get... Is that how far Neil Blomkamp's gone? He's he's just done making sci-fi movies. He's like he has to sell out to PlayStation to make a car it's movie. It's the new wave. It's the new wave. Okay, here I'm gonna do a Gran Turismo drinking game. Uh, every time someone says something that is anti-cop, take a shot. Every time someone says something that is uh, anti-racist, uh, drink a whole Coors Light. And every time someone makes an allegory of social commentary where about class that's where you sip one glass of Snoop Dogg wine that is the official Gran Turismo <laughs> drinking okay. game nothing about cars because that doesn't matter uh, I just know Neil Blomkamp and he loves his heavy handed social commentary even though what he's, he's right what if he's taking a break you know like you know that, that 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 can weigh in your mental and your creative ability. Sometimes you got to branch out. You know, just make a car movie. Like you know, you got to go primitive with it. Like <laughs> sometimes you got to be artsy and and fancy and be like, I need to make sure this is an allegory. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to return to car. You know. Sometimes you do have to return to car. I, I'm trying to think of demonic. That um, th- okay. That one did have class stuff. Okay, so he's not. He's not abandoned his social commentary. Um, I think the problem that a lot of people had with Chappie is that there was way too much social commentary that it was too muddled. Where he tried to take on every single issue so that not one issue was especially uh, good. So, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen in Gran Turismo. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I'm still going to set up the drinking game so you have to buy Snoop Dogg wine. Yeah. but that is all. That is all I have. And we'll transition okay. over to Babby with the music segment. Uh, yes, sir. I'm totally prepared. Okay. Um, I missed a lot of stuff last week, and I missed some stuff this week. I am a slacker. Wow. But it's fine. Um, we'll go through what I did. I've never missed to. anything. Just for the record. Yeah. I, I've the been selling my game trailer. for so long. I've been... I've been you know, we've been doing too many good reactions, so it's filling my playlist with too much music that I'm listening to, and that makes me not want to listen to other things. It's as simple as that. That's yeah. my excuse. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we, this week, uh, we got some new a new, new Carly Jepsen track. Um, is it good? I'll start with that. This one is very good. Oh, okay. Um, I am so happy because I was so scared after, what is it, Beach House? Was that the first one? I, I think don't it was know. Beach House. Um, yeah, Beach House. So that was the lead single. I was not a fan uh, of the lyrics specifically. It was way too cheesy for me. And, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen is kind of bubblegum pop to begin with. So it yeah. takes a lot to be too cheesy. I was going to say, um, I'm like, 
have you yeah. listened to the other lyrics? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it it crossed over the quirk line. Oh, okay. Um, but this one's talking to yourself. Uh, it's it's great. It's is this is some great synth pop. Um, okay. The chorus is sticky. It's great. Everything is super well produced. Like I expect from her at this point. Um, this gives me faith in this new record again. Good. Because with Beach House, I was like, uh oh, I think we're <laughs> regressing. But yeah, she saved it. Uh, the single cover is the, uh, the album cover, so you know we're we're officially in that mode. Oh, uh, we're there, um, which is good. So that came out. That was very good. Um, the big one this week, the the big old Mondo one. I talked about this literally last week. So um, Metro Boomin is coming out. Not Metro Boomin. <laughs> <laughs> Same lane though. Okay. Not at all. Uh, Wise Blood is back. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not close at all. <laughs> uh, Wise Blood is back. Um, there's a new album coming out in November. Uh, let me get the exact date here. November 18th. Okay. Um, 10 tracks or 11 tracks, sorry. I thought it was 10. Oh, it is 10. Why did I see an 11 there? The site is tripping. That or I'm tripping. I can't tell anymore. Everybody's um, tripping. Yeah. But. Uh, and in the darkness, hearts aglow is the title. She said that this is the second installment of the Titanic Rising trilogy ish. Oh, everybody's which doing is a trilogy now. Very exciting uh, because Titanic Rising, I think everybody that's listened to that album can agree that it's like one of the best things to come out of the last decade. I don't know. I think um, it's pretty mid. Yeah. We should probably. <laughs> yeah. We're going to react to this one. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think we have to. I think I'm obligated to do that should we listen to titanic rising first you know we probably should will i miss um, out on crucial plot details no you'll miss out on a lot of sound details <laughs> okay because this new single here it's not just me it's everybody is kind of in the same lane as titanic rising um i will say it feels more grounded um titanic rising is kind of soaked underwater it's like an underwater spacey kind of sound Okay. This one kind of tones down the reverb a little bit and has a little bit more organic instrumentation in it, but it still hits just as hard. Her voice is absolutely insane. Um, this is definitely one of the best songs to come out this year. This is the opener, too, um, mm. which makes a lot of sense. A real star-crossed but, move. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is now my most anticipated of the year. Um, even more than nowhere. the Three Kings record? E- even more than the Three Kings or blends. Um, wow. Sorry to say, I'm still very excited for those. Oh, me too. King Gizzard drops so often, it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just another Saturday. They drop this out is like, like five a, times a year. Yeah, yeah. This is like coming off the heels of one of the most like acclaimed albums of the last decade, um, three years later. And Titanic Rising was already, this was an album that came up before COVID, but if you heard it during COVID, this is probably your COVID album. Mm-hmm. Um, but... She kind of, I don't know if it's like an exact trilogy off of Titanic Rising. She just said a lot of the themes are going to be the same um, of like, you know, society collapsing and our, you know, increasing loneliness um, Mm. and that kind of stuff. So very fun topics she covers, but (laughs) man, is her music fantastic. So yeah, we're doing a reaction to that. We might do Titanic Rising before then. I could pick it if I get a good next week um, after we record. I won't tell. So... Uh, yeah, we can't tell. Yep. <laughs> well, we can tell what's coming. Well, people already know what's coming out this week. Yes. And that is loveless. Know. And I will not talk about it because you're going to see it in the video. That's um, right. Because I will talk about it for too long. I've listened to it only 10 times this week, I think. Oh, I've not listened to it at all. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little sneak peek to the That's video coming sneak out peek. tonight. Um, we got this really weird collab that I'm excited about. Is uh, it Metro Boomin? It's not Metro Boomin. <laughs> is Metro Boomin doing something? Why is he on your mind? Because he's, he's releasing a new album. Oh, is you he? coward? Okay. You're the music guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on. He's making yeah. Savage Mode 3. That's just not true. It's um, not true. But he is making a new record. <laughs> I think this came out on like a Thursday or a Tuesday or something weird. But this is a... Um, at Algiers, they're a Atlanta post-punk band. Um, and they teamed up on a song with Billy Woods and Backwash, which immediately I was like, okay, Billy Woods and Backwash is like a combo that I've been wanting to see forever. Um, and then you put it on a crazy post-punk band's track. Um, so this is a six-minute like adventure of a song. It is so weird. It is so off the wall. Um, but it, it's pretty great. Like This like underground hip-hop heads were probably just like, whoa. This is like all the most annoying people you know are like, oh my god, this song. Um, <laughs> but I've never heard Billy rap like this, probably because it's like not on a traditional rap beat. But he still kills it. Um, Backwash, hers, she's got such a good performance on every song she does. She usually does like rap metal stuff, um, but she fits right in on here. I need a Billy Woods and Backwash like collab record or more collabs or something. They they fit together very well. Um, but that was a big surprise this week. So <laughs> that was, I don't think, I'll have to check out uh, their record whenever this full album comes out. I'm guessing this is towards an album or something. Because um, all the post-punk stuff I heard has been uh, overseas love. Oh, bro. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't really know a lot about the state's post-punk scene besides, like, early swans, and that was not, not quite post-punk. It was more like new wave stuff. Um, but, yeah, I might have to check that out. Um, I also missed a couple records last week, so I did listen to the new Jockstrap record, I Love You, Jennifer B. Um, we listened to Concrete Over Water uh, on the channel in our Summer Songs video. We did do that. So I really like that. Um, that. It's actually like, it didn't stand out to me during the album as much as I thought it would, because I remember really liking it. Um, but this is just a straight like glitch pop, like synth pop kind of record. Um with a lot of like organic elements in it still it's it's a really weird combination mm -hmm. um it's like the more electronic side of radiohead but it's kind of mixed with this post-punk wave of more organic things happening it's it's hard to describe um but it sounds really great it, there's a lot of like dance grooves that come in there's a lot of cool sampled vocal snippets that are used a lot um i think uh what's it all about is absolutely fantastic that's probably my favorite one so far um forget who is in this group from Black Country. It's either Tyler or Georgia. I get the it's two mixed Georgia. up. Georgia. It is Georgia. Okay. Um, so I, I said this in the other video, but if Georgia can get one or two vocal, vocal tracks on the new Black Country album, that would be really cool because her voice is awesome. Um, and then they, I, Black Country is splitting the vocals between all the the group members right now and it's actually working very well i keep watching their live performances and they're getting better and better with it so well, i am good. not scared for that band at all um i just think you know i can't set my expectations on ants from up there because that album is perfect but uh yeah this is a really cool really cool record it it's something completely different than when i 
usually hear because it does feel so much like a like a dance record, but at the same time, it's not. Um, there's just some really weird production going on that's really cool. I do need to listen to it more because a lot of the songs sound so different that I don't remember which is what. Um, but I think what's about what's it all about? Greatest hits, Concrete Over Water, and Glasgow are like the highlights here. Um, so very good, very good. I'm glad I checked it out and didn't let it go into the void. Um, usually I get to things and just take it a little, take it a little longer than usual. <laughs> um, then I also listened to the new Ari Lennox record that also came out last week that I missed. Uh, Age Sex Location ASL for all the cool kids out there. Oh yeah. Um, this is some pretty good R&B. Um, I know a lot of people compare her with SZA because of the whole Dreamville versus TDE thing. Um, I'll only use her as a comparison here to be like, she is a much smoother version of SZA, um, if oh. that makes sense. Okay. Like, SZA does some really cool like vocal gymnastics. Um, <laughs> Ari is just like the smoothest singer on here. Um but yeah, it's it's groovy, it's rhythmic, it's got that kind of throwback R&B flavor that we've been trying to get into, um, <laughs> and it really clicked here. Uh, Brandy coming soon. Brandy will be coming eventually, <laughs> yes. And I'm more excited for it now, because this kind of R&B is actually really nice. Um, I just kind of had this on when I was like cleaning and doing other stuff. But yeah, it, it's pretty I'm good. Um, I am stuff. No way. <laughs> But I think POF, uh, Pressure, um, Boy Bye with Lucky Day is, like, a really interesting song. It's kind of like uh, If We Cry Together was, like, instead of, like, an abusive, toxic relationship, it's, like, a fling after, like, a bar night oh. out or something. So it's kind of got the same kind of thing going on. It's really cool. Um, and Stop By is also really great. So, yeah. Uh, plus, she's got to feature some Chloe and Summer Walker in here, which they, they do pretty well is as well. Is that the chick that's playing The Little Mermaid? Chloe? No. I think that's Haley. What is it? Haley something. I want to say Barry. One it's something along those lines. Ha- Haley Bailey? Haley is that Bailey, it? Haley Barry. Haley Bailey? Is it? Wasn't she in a group with Chloe and... Isn't it Chloe and... Isn't that something? Uh, it's Chloe and... Uh, frick, we are so bad. Um... Chloe and Holly. Oh. Yeah. Who is this? Is uh, that the chick yeah, who's Hall- playing the Little Holly Mermaid? Bailey. That that is the yeah, that is the chick that's playing the Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. Oh, so cool. just her sister? Yeah. On this record? Okay. I did not know that. Okay, that's cool. You didn't know that? I no. knew that. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't put the pieces together like that. <laughs> Cuz I kept getting the name confused with Halle Berry at first. So I like, oh, was wow. not thinking in that same area. Um, yeah. but that's cool. That's cool. Um what else? Bjork has two new songs out. Um, what? I listened to the first of the two. Um, Atapos? I don't know. Um, it's really cool. It's really weird. I've never heard, like, a clarinet like this. I don't know if it's a clarinet or a bassoon or whatever it is. It's a weird woodwind in this weird dance track. Um, this is just going to be for every Bjork, every Bjork thing, I think. This is so weird. She's being avant-garde, like, so purposefully. <laughs> it's just so out there. <laughs> um, I mean, it kind of bops, though. So I'm not mad at this. Um, I think her new record's coming out in a week or two. So 
Um, I'll probably check that out. I don't think we'll do a reaction to it. Um, I feel like I feel like Jerry would absolutely despise this because this literally is artsy for artsy sake. Oh yeah, I would not like that. <laughs> but that was pretty good as well. Um, I think that is pretty much it. No, I'm it's back not. In, okay, what do you have? You don't even you know. You don't, I've referenced it twice, and you don't even know. It's coming out November 4th. It's called Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. Oh, okay. It's big news. Okay. Have you heard a Metro Boomin song? No. Okay. But it's big news. He's collaborated with Drake. Oh. I, I could talk about Drake. We could we could talk about Drake. We don't need to. I was just saying I don't I No, think... I I kinda want to. Oh, okay. Oh, the Cause... Fantano thing? Yeah. Okay, we was, can talk that about that. That was kinda that. wild. That was Oops. a weird <laughs> a weird thing. <laughs> so Fantano made a video um saying that Drake DM'd him and then uh Fantano's editor made like a really like realistic looking like uh, Drake sent me a recipe for vegan cookies, <laughs> and it was like a cookie recipe. Yeah. And it was really cute. And then, like, literally four hours later, Drake posted on Instagram like the real DM that he sent because I don't know if he saw the video and got angry or what, but he leaked his own DM to Fantano that was like, "I rate your existence a decent to light one." Um, and then everybody clowned on Drake for being weird. Yeah, because that's so it, strange. His thing, like, wasn't he like? The only thing that's good in your life is that you dated or you married a black chick yeah, or something. Yeah, which is also something. weird for Drake to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that side of things. That is not my business, but, like, it, it's <laughs> it's so weird. Like, yeah. I, it, Fantano literally did you a favor. Like, he made a funny joke out of your DMs and wasn't going to expose it that you were, like, being rude to him or whatever yeah but instead you're like nah i'm gonna blow this up myself like the people need to know that i did not send him a, a nice vegan co- cookie re- recipe um with with some very kind wording i i need to let the world know <laughs> that i was packing the probably the weakest insult you could have given the man <laughs> he didn't even call him bald like that's that's the easiest that's the one, easiest you know? one yeah. yeah so i i it, it it's so weird it was really funny though. Twitter was kind of on fire during yeah. that. It was kind of fun to no. watch. <laughs> that was a good one. So, that's all the news I have. Metro Boomin coming out soon. Excited. I love Savage Mode. <laughs> Twenty One Savage. Love. We should listen to Savage Mode. I think you'd like it. I'm sure I would. I love Twenty One Savage. He's one of yeah. my favorite feature artists. True. I've never listened Have you heard to a 21 Savage solo song? Uh, does cash in, cash out count? Mm, we'll count it. Okay. We'll count it. I've listened right. to half of one then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I've listened That's to the whole song, but That's good. Uh, he's only in half of it. Yeah, yeah. So... That's that's it. Phoebe Bridgers is back in my rotation because it's getting somewhat colder out. It's still not cold out, not, but like I'm jump, I'm right jumping now. the gun here because <laughs> everybody's jumping the gun. Everybody's getting yeah. their pumpkin spice. Look, it's fine. I I need this right now. I need Phoebe Bridgers back in my playlist. Hey, so she's um, all up in that thing. You know, I'm not I'm not uh, knocking it. Give me a minute. Yeah. A record I talked about last week. Uh, it's definitely full vibes, and I'm I'm rocking it mm-hmm. every day. I guess Claro is kind of too. Yeah, I fit Claro in there too. Okay. She's even more wintry. 
kind of. We'll, we'll uh, see. We'll see. We'll see. So. This immunity one, <laughs> uh, this record, I'm still really liking. Yeah, I'm very excited for Monday. Mm-hmm. I guess spoiler alert <laughs> for the video. You got to yeah. you got to dig deep to find this. Um, well, if you listen to this podcast at 7 a.m. before you watch the video that comes yeah. out at 1 p.m. You deserve to know, actually. Then. Yeah, you're getting us spoiled. We're listening to Claro Sling, a record yeah. I've waited probably a year to listen to. Yeah, so we're knocking two heavy hitters out right away. I got my, I got my number one pick. You got your number one pick. Very excited. So we're uh, kind of owning. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I well have to listen to the new Arena Sawayama record. I have not had time to do that yet, um, but I've seen people kind of digging that thing, so definitely want to jump on that. Um, I think everything else that came out this week, I'm kind of mid on. Um, there's like a Death Cab for QED record out and Mars Volta record out, but I, I have not listened to either of those. Wait, Death Cab for QED. Wait, 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 roll that back. Death Cab for QED's yeah. back. Yes. Oh. That's it was fun. kind of out of nowhere, okay. at least from what I saw. I didn't really like know it was happening, and then I just saw it on, under new releases. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Good for now. I know a lot of but people love Death Cab for Cutie. True. I think we have a record. We have Transatlantic. Yeah, that's like their classic system. record. Transatlanticism or something. Yeah. I can look it up. I, I know it's a crow with some red thread on it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, transatlanticism. I've listened to some of Plans, and Plans is pretty good. Okay. I I know them f- famously from the uh, Chance the Rapper's The Big Day record. Mm. Death Cab for Cutie was on it. That's <laughs> so weird. It's like how yeah. like U two was on the on Damn, where it's like yeah. there's no way the whole band is here. <laughs> it's just Bono. Just Bono. <laughs> I forget who the guy is in Death Cab for Cutie that also did like the Postal Service. Oh yeah, I forgot his name. Uh, um, frick. Ben Gibbard. Ben Gibbard. I was thinking of Will Toledo, but he's the. Uh, I always get um, Death Cab for Cutie and um, Car Seat Headrest mixed up. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, both Something of them are car it. related. That's true. That that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how I get Lingua Ignota and. Indi- wait, who's the chick that uh, Indigo de Souza? Indigo de Souza. Yeah, those kind, of, those kind of like have the same kind of vibe. To yeah, the yeah. Which I think Lingo is coming back too. I think she posted something on Twitter. Everybody's coming so back. I'm ready to get mentally scarred again. Actually, I've listened to all Swans. I feel like I'm immune to most things. Yeah, at this you point. might be. You might be. I'm trying to think of one of the artists that I would like to come back, but I think all the people I wanted to come back came back, and then it was bad. Yeah, we're doing good. Like Casey Musgraves Besides Kendrick, and John Kendrick kind of knocked it out of the park. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess Kendrick's the exception. <laughs> I was thinking of Casey Musgraves and John Mayer. And Post Malone. And Post Malone. I guess those are the big three. The yeah. weekend was good, but that, that wasn't a big hiatus. That was just a couple years. So. That's it for this podcast. Anything you want to plug while you're here? This is all I have to plug, so no. You're not gonna watch plug the the our loveless channel. video. I put a lot of effort into it. Good. 
I hate and by that. that, I mean I just stretched out the editing process by like half editing, half watching random stuff at the same time. So it took like twice as long as it should have. But like, what? you know, I think it still came out pretty good. Okay. I, I need to be doing more editing effects, I guess, because I am not doing any. And then you've been yeah, going, I've been going kind of hard. Been going hard. I don't know what to do though. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I'll say something, and then like it'll be a reference then to something. something. So then I'll like pop yeah. up the the tweet I'm referencing or whatever, yeah. um, or have some funny edit. But I don't do like I don't go hard and make a Kim Wexler fan cam or anything like you did. No, I just stole it from Twitter, but it still took a little bit of effort. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I did recognize that one because uh, I often search for Kim Wexler fan cams. Of course, it's the normal thing to do. Kim Wexler is probably one of my favorite fictional characters in terms of hotness. So I like mm. looking at her okay. in a fan cam. Yes. Did you hear that Vince Gilligan called her Milfy? Um, I did not. That's. <laughs> I'm sorry for ruining Vince Gilligan's image. It was strange. He's a weird dude. I I, I feel like you I, have to be weird to make Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. So. I've been. I watched a couple interviews with him. He is. We, he's a weird guy. But he was like talking about like, um, the last season of Saul. He was on someone's podcast, and he was like. Yeah, you know, I get all these things about Rhea saying that she's milfy, and then like the the other guy laughs, and he's he's like, <laughs> which I mean <laughs> she is, and then he like continues talking like he didn't just call Rhea Seahorn milfy. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's <laughs> he's just that kind of dude, just to offhand call someone milfy and then yeah. um, dip. He should have called um, Jonathan Banks milfy. Jonathan Banks is very milfy. That's true. That's true. Mike he's is the dilfiest of dilfs. He's the dilf. Um, who's more dilfy, Mike in Breaking Bad or Mike in Better Call Saul? Um, I want to say Mike in Better Call Saul because <laughs> okay. he has more of a prominent role, you know? <laughs> that is true. He's also way older. He is, which is kind of strange since it's, you know. Yeah, it happens I, before. I'm looking at it from the lens of the time period and not the physical okay. actor. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I see, I see. I think the idea of the man. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would also do better call Saul cause he looks more like a bulldog in better call Saul. And I think that's kind of mm-hmm. cute. Honestly, if all of my partners in life could look like bulldogs, I think, um, I just awesome. want to date Mike Ehrmantraut. I would love to date Mike Ehrmantraut. I've been seeing so many posts on 4chan from people, I'm not on 4chan. I just need to clarify that. Uh, I have been seeing them repost. <laughs> Disclaimer: I am not on 4chan, but I have seen yeah, 4chan posts from people who are like, "I have no idea how to operate in real life, but I've always related to Mike Ehrmantraut, so I decided to act like Mike Ehrmantraut, and it's working out great." I'm like, "It is probably not working out great for the people that you are interacting with, because Mike is not a very personable is person." That so sad. So he's nice to one person. Yeah. The whole show. Otherwise, he's mean and kills people with a silenced pistol, which is pretty awesome. But he's so cute when he does it. He is cute. He's very cute. He's got that stoic, cute kind of vibe to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we should end every podcast with um, Better Call Saul. Shipping? Yeah. Simping? Yeah. Yeah.
all the words probably apply. Yeah. So, see you next week. We're going to talk about uh, Saul and his foot fetish. Mm. Not Stick not ears. Bob Odenkirk. Saul's foot fetish. It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> Don't place it on the man. Place it on the character. That's right. Well, Bob Odenkirk <laughs> might have a foot fetish. Maybe. The, the jury kind of is still out. Yeah, we're because, still kind of waiting for the uh, investigation to open up to the public. Yes, because he, he did like a foot account on his yeah. Instagram, and then he unfollowed it once people noticed, which I don't know why he, why he didn't make a private Instagram for that. But He doesn't know that. He He's doesn't like know that. 60 or something. He's old, very old. I'm going to look it up, and he's going to be like 38. With, <laughs> that's not, not that's even a hard close. 38. <laughs> he's a, I mean, he was writing for SNL in the 80s. So that like, is a hard 38. He's at least 60. May, uh, no, he's not 70. But yeah, we'll talk about that next week. See you next week. Uh, there's going to be a big Xbox Direct. Because I last week I predicted that there was going to be an Nintendo Direct and there was. <laughs> so next week there's going to be a big Xbox Direct. We're going to get Starfield gameplay. We're going to oh, get Skyrim oh. 2 gameplay. And oh, oh. we're going to get a new commercial where the Energizer Bunny goes even faster. Oh. That could be cool. So stay tuned. Next week I'm going to be talking about it. Bye!